Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome to the creepiest of episodes as we go through the creepiest, most spooky stories that have broken over this Halloween news period. <laughs> I'm just screwing with you. Oh, so, again, welcome to the land of bourbon and bad decisions. I kind of threw people off in the live chat because I went with the spooky music, courtesy of purpleplanet.com. Lots of good free music over there. Um, they're not paying me to advertise for them. I just you know, have to say I use their music, so I'm using their music. So, before I get started, let me tell you about something that's really scary. I ran out of coffee. It's a sad thing. Sometimes you get complacent. You don't pay attention. It just, next thing you know, you're out. So, I've got to uh, hit up uh, American Pride Roasters at aprcoffee.com and Order me another pound of Teddy Roosevelt. I think I'm going to go with some uh, Docs on the Roof blend. It's uh, 20 bucks, same as downtown. Uh, seriously, Dave Matthews up there at American Pride Roasters, he makes the finest blends of coffee. Uh, many of them are named after founding fathers, important people in history. Then there's those weirdos over at Mojo Five O who... Uh, they have their own their own blends. Maybe one day people if enough people say that, hey, we heard about your coffee from Tyler over on the Relentless Daring Podcast. He'll make a bourbon flavored coffee. Dave. Bourbon flavored coffee. Just saying. It'll be a winner. So anyways, AmericanPrideRoaster.com or APR APRCoffee.com. Check it out. Uh, order your coffee there. And the uh, special instructions, tell them that you heard about them from this podcast and from Tyler Morgan over there at Relentless Daring. And, yeah, let him know you like this show and you want to try his coffee. APR Coffee. Historically, great coffee. All right, so getting back into the uh, swing of things with spooky news stories and, <laughs> and things. Um. I think the dumbest Halloween story I've ever heard broke over the last week. And I say broke over the last week because it's been going on for a couple weeks now, but really, it finally caught people's attention. If you have not seen the movie Halloween Kills, there will be spoilers. If you... Don't care about watching it. It's not going to phase you if you want to see it. I'm not really tearing up the plot of the movie for you too much. But anywho's, in the 2018 Halloween and 2021 Halloween Kills, they kind of like literally like dovetail right into each other. It's almost like one movie. <clears throat> And instead of being, you know, a, mo a movie and a sequel, but in the movie of Halloween Kills, Michael Myers is just trying to get one place, and that's he's trying to get to his house. There's nothing wrong with a dude trying to get to his childhood home. And occasionally, after you've been in a mental asylum for like 40 years, you're going to find out that people have moved into your home, and it's going to make you mad. 
And if you brutally killed your sister with a pair of scissors or a kitchen knife, well, odds are if you find people living in your home 40 years later, you'll probably find another sharp object to make holes in them with. Well, and that's what happens in Halloween Kills. He shows up at the house, and there's a couple dudes living there. Big John, Little John. They happen to be a gay couple living in Michael Myers' house. And because Michael Myers had the audacity, the temerity, nay, the testicular fortitude to murdelate a couple gay dudes, for 40 years, the shape has been an absolute horrible closeted homophobe. Yes, that's right. The crazy people on the Twitters and other sectors of the internet lost their minds because Michael Myers killed two gay guys living in his house. But they didn't say a damn thing about Michael Myers killing the two black people earlier in the movie. Oh, crap. Spoilers. (laughs) I, I I feel like Glenn Beck talking about movies right now. Weird. Um, no one's t- calling Michael Myers a racist because he killed two black people. But because he killed two gay guys who happened to be living in Michael Myers' home, that makes him gay, or that makes him a gay hater. And, and I'm going to give Michael Myers the absolute benefit of the doubt because underneath that cold, calculating, brutal exterior of a mass-murdering psychopath... He really is a sweet boy at heart. Because after killing the aforementioned Big and Little Johns, it shows them in the home office. Well, first it shows a picture of them on a vacation. Obviously posing in love with one of them resting their head on the lap of the other. So sweet. And there's romantic music playing in the background that Michael Myers picked and put onto the record player. I know this because when they're introduced, Big John is in that office playing spooky music. So Michael Myers, so Michael Myers, he finds that picture, he puts the romantic music on, and then he arranges the bodies to match the picture. It's beautiful. An absolute testament to the true artistry that Michael Myers has as a mass murderer. He recognizes that these are two dudes in love, and then he arranges their bodies in a way commiserate with their devotion to each other. How can people say Michael Myers hates gay people? I mean, just because he killed them. I mean, it's not like he dismembered them for any reason having to do with their gayness. He just put a knife in him a few times. And then, like I said, he lovingly arranged the bodies in a way that is truly respective of their relationship. How can people come against Michael Myers for being such an amazingly sweet person? I'm just saying. Everyone says that Michael Myers is just so bad, he's so evil, he's so awful. He's just a dude trying to get back to his house, and he won't let anyone stand this way, that's all. (laughs) Pretty Princess Steve, who among us hasn't randomly murdered gay couples living in our former homes? Exactly. I mean, I went went to my former home, and there's there's a couple lesbians living there, and I... I I stuck all sorts of knives in them. It it wasn't anything like crazy. I mean, come on. (laughs) All right, those of you who are listening who thinks I'm being serious, no, I really didn't kill a couple lesbians living in my former home. That would be murder. And outside of a fantasy movie, that would be wrong. Oh, but... As a, as one of those things, people on the internet get so pissed off over the dumbest, most redonkulous crap. As I said, Michael Myers <laughs> killing the guys living in his house. You know, no one would have said anything if they were just a couple 
Oh, like a couple college bros renting the house, man. He's drinking brewski, smoking pot, yeah? No one would have cared. Of course, at that point, if it was just two, if it was two Chads living in the house who were, you know, not a thing, people would be freaking out. People would be freaking out about the, about the, the black couple that got killed earlier in the movie because, oh my God, Michael Myers is racist. He killed the black people. Well, he also killed a bunch of white people, so I'm pretty sure he's not racist. And seeing as how Michael Myers killed a married heterosexual, heteronormative couple, I'm pretty sure that doesn't mean he exclusively goes around only killing gay people. As Kim says, equal opportunity killer. Absolutely. Oh, but it is one of those, I've seen the story and... Twitter was awash in, oh, my God. It's like, dude, come on. It's a movie. They weren't specifically targeted because of where they like to put their dingle-dangs. I'm just saying. They were targeted because they lived in the house. It's the only reason. It's at, and I I think the more we see stuff like this, the more we realize how insane the Rainbow Jihad is, especially on Twitter. I think the average gay person does not get so vehemently upset over stupid crap like that. The average gay person, the average trans person, whatever, whoever they belong to in the LGBTQQIA2 plus ad infinitum community, they just want to live their lives. They would prefer not to be harassed because of who they are and, you know, their appreciation for dingle dangs or not having dingle dangs or where you put the dingle dangs. It's, it's, they, they just want to be them. And while I have many questions and concerns about the, about the lifestyle, about the choices, you know, the libertarian in me who fights against the conservative part of me is this incredible yin and yang effect. Yeah, I know. I culturally appropriated. Shut up, you haters. Can't a man appreciate the... Eastern ways of philosophy and such. But the libertarian part of me goes, come on, let them live their lives. (laughs) Oh, Kim is asking about the weasel wazzles. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, weasel wazzles, those are very important too. And there are people who like, who like dingle dangs and weasel wazzles to get together. It's just, it's, it's, it's a whole thing. I don't have time for birds and the bees. I'm trying to do a podcast here, people. Oh my gosh. But yeah, the normal people in the world, they just want to be left alone. Period. End of story. Yet you get the get the rainbow jihadis who use every opportunity to throw a fit, have a temper tantrum over. Oh my God, that's not proper representation. It's like Twitter being all a buzz that. Oh my gosh, Grey's Anatomy has just cast their first gender non-binary person. It's amazing. Like, it's a dude with long hair trying to look like a chick. I mean, it's not that. It's not that amazing. I mean, we. I mean, we had Ziggy Stardust forty years ago for crying out loud. I you had, you had Marilyn Manson wearing fake boobs for how long? <laughs> why are we th- why are we making this such a big deal now? Because it's 2021 and we're trying to be more inclusive. Oh, shut up. You're doing it just because you think it's a triumph when it's really not. 
it's absolutely insane that we where we've gotten in this country where we allow stuff like this to shape narratives and policy and lifestyle and worldview. It's it, it's there are no words. There are no freaking words. So, you know what? Screw this. I'm going to do another story. All right. So going back to our theme of Halloween and Halloween-related things, I would like to discuss a costume party that happened uh, last week. Uh, Roundabouts, uh, Virginia. You see... The people in Virginia, the Democrats, are starting to get worried that uh, that Glenn Youngkins might actually, I said Youngkins, Glenn Youngkins might actually pull this off. He might actually win. I mean, Fox News released a poll of uh, likely voters, which those are the best polls to follow, by the way. I know I've talked about this a million times before on a million other episodes, but when you look at likely voters... It gives you a more specified idea of who's going to actually turn out. So the numbers are way more accurate than registered voters or adults. So in a poll amongst likely voters, Fox News showing Glenn Youngkin with an eight-point lead. That's well outside the margin of error. Margin of error. Wow, I haven't had anything to drink. I'm already talking like I'm halfway through a bottle of whiskey. That's crazy. Um so, yeah, Glenn Youngkin is at a campaign stop, and, well, it's nuts. Uh, what appears to be a bizarre campaign stunt against Republican candidate in the pivotal Virginia governor's race is backfiring after online sleuths exposed the Democratic activists allegedly behind the scheme. Mainstream media outlets and online liberal influencers pounced on the bait after a photograph surfaced of supposed supporters of Glenn Youngkin with what has been identified as white supremacist paraphernalia. Yes, that's right. They had five people show up outside Glenn Youngkin's bus wearing white button-down shirts, khaki slacks, and carrying tiki torches. The incredibly, incredibly just... Fear instilling. Horrible. It, it, it's worse, almost as bad as 1-6 type to see it. These people. Oh, and they're wearing ball caps. Oh, my God. It's so absolutely insane. Um, When the picture came out, uh, Elizabeth Holmes, uh, I believe she is a reporter with NBC29, these men approached Glenn Youngkin's bus as it pulled up, saying what sounded like, we're all in for Glenn. Here they are saying in front of the bus at his campaign event at Guadalajara. The four men and one woman held tiki torches, which were used by white supremacists at a 2017 rally in Charlottesville, Virginia. The WVIR report of the incident dutifully reported the incident. Jen Goodman the communications director for the campaign of former Virginia Governor Terry McAuliffe immediately posted it saying, this is disgusting and disqualifying. Online sleuths immediately took up the challenge and began trying to identify the culprits. Because keep in mind, the internet is forever, and if you have any idea that you're part of the internet, people will find out who you are if they think that you should be canceled. Kind of like one of the uh, Unite the Right morons from 2017 who lost his job selling hot dogs because someone recognized a picture of him and doxed the crap out of him and his job fired him. Among the two who suspiciously look, among the two who suspiciously look like Democrat activists are Colleen Wackenfeld whose profile says she works for Virginia Democrats, and Camden Layton, whose profile said he worked as the finance director for the Virginia Democrats. 
And I'm not saying that these things necessarily are true. Maybe it's just people finding, you know, Virginia Democrat operatives who look like these knuckleheads. But the thing is, almost immediately they made accounts go private and started trying to make new accounts. That way people couldn't find out who they are. Uh, me also know too. I okay, yeah. Began scrubbing their social media accounts, going offline, changed their screen names so they couldn't be searched. A statement for the spokesperson for the Democratic Party of Virginia denied any involvement of the incident. "Quote: The Democratic Party of Virginia, along with its coordinated partners and its affiliates, did not have any role today in the events that happened outside the Yunkin campaign bus stop today." For anyone to accuse our staff to have a role in this event is shameful and wrong. And now, I could take them at their word. I really could. It is possible. But the thing is, I'm going to have to take their word with a grain of salt. And that grain of salt is about as big as Lot's wife after she turned and looked back at Sodom and Gomorrah. So, I mean, now it could be that the, these two these two moose knuckles who were involved had just gone rogue. They weren't officially there as part of a concerted effort. But trust me, this story gets better as it goes. Uh, Glenn Youngkin also responds to the incident, quote, I think they work for Terry McAuliffe, and I'm sure he sent them. They'll do anything to win, and he's doing anything to win, and so he's paying people to show up and act silly at our rallies. However, later on Friday, anti-Trump organization... The Lincoln Project... No, you look like an idiot. took responsibility for the stunt and a defiant statement. The liberal activist organization of former Republicans said they would continue their operations against Youngkin despite being condemned strongly by the McAuliffe uh, campaign. Quote, What happened today is disgusting and distasteful, and we condemn it in the strongest terms. Those involved should immediately apologize, said a spokesperson for the McAuliffe campaign. The stunt might be an attempt to smear Youngkin just as recent polling shows Republicans gaining on McAuliffe. One poll published Thursday again showed Republican beating former governor by a surprising margin of 8%. Now, the, um, the involvement of the Lincoln Party or the Lincoln Project For when when that came out, I, I kinda got I kinda you know I had that fry gif going. I'm shocked. Shocked. Well, not that shocked. Because I mean the Lincoln Project are such principled Republicans that they're trying to save the grand old party. The thing is though. If you look at what the Lincoln Project actually believes, they're right in line with Democrats. Sure, well, okay, I'm not going to say they're right in line, but they're big government, big state Republicans. I mean, they're, they are progressive Republicans. They want to grow the government. The only difference between them and Democrats is they want to be the ones holding the reins of the horse as it rides off over the cliff of existence. Now, I have used what contacts I have to try to reach Mr. Roger Stone, the dirty trickster himself. I haven't heard back, but I'm willing to bet even Roger Stone would be like, bro, that's worse than anything I'd ever do. 
Kim says, will there be secret emails showing McCall if one of the Lincoln Project involved? Um, that would be nice to know. Unfortunately, I don't think, um, I don't think there's any federal law that requires, uh, the archiving of campaign emails. Now, if it was Governor McAuliffe, who was the incumbent, and he was running for re-election, well, his emails would be subject to FOIA requests. But I don't think, being as it's a uh, just a campaign, they could really search for it and find that information out. Sadly, I, I wouldn't be shocked, though. But watching, I, I went through the, uh, went through the, uh, the Twitter feed of Lincoln Project, and oh, they are so proud of it. In fact, one of the things that they said in all of their mess is that you know this is because Glenn Youngkin. He never he never disavowed Donald Trump saying there were that there were good people on both sides. Um apparently the people over you know, Rick Wilson and ev- all the other dick beaters over there at Project Lincoln or Lincoln Project at Project Lincoln on Twitter. At the Lincoln Project, they're none of them know how to Google. None of them know that you can go and find the actual transcript where Donald Trump did, in fact, say, yes, there were good people on both sides. Now, you you take that, that phrase by itself, you'll notice there's an ellipsis on the front, dot, 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 there were good people on both sides, dot, dot, dot. Meaning they pulled it out of a larger context. (laughs) Kim says, Google, what's that? Who pays your salary? What's that? Who pays? What's that? Yeah, I'm sorry. My name's not my name's not Pat Gray. I can't hit those notes. You don't like it. Uh you can go to uh YouTube, look for Pat Gray Unleashed. Go find the playlist of his greatest hits. But the thing is, uh, Steve, Steve makes a great point. It's uh, they he they know they simply subscribe to the practice of lie often enough, and it becomes truth. Ah, uh, yes, because it's their truth, and it, it's absolutely ridiculous. And here's the most ridiculous part of all of this: the thing that lets you know that this was staged, that this was a setup, that this is just a canard to get people going. Oh my God, these people support Glenn Youngkin. Well, they they missed uh, Cleavon Little in that group say, pulling off his KKK hood saying, and for my next impression, Jesse Owens. Yes, that's right. If you're looking at the picture of the people lined up front of the bus, on the far left, you'll notice a uh, white supremacist. Um, well, I, I, I think he's the blind white supremacist that was made famous by Dave Chappelle because he's black. I have never seen such a huge failure of white supremacy as a black man standing with a bunch of white supremacists. What? I mean, come on. At what point do you have to be so stupid to go, Hey, I think he, I think he just got soot from the cross burning. I challenge you go out and look for the picture of the, of the quote, white supremacist unquote, in front of Glenn Youngkin's bus and look for the black guy hanging out with his white button down shirt and his tiki torch. I mean, it's about as out of place as the guy in Asheville, North Carolina, whose 
black walks around in a Confederate soldier's uniform with the Confederate flag to honor free black men who fought for the Confederacy. I'm just going to let this one sink in. Let that one sink in just a little bit before I go on. But it... As soon as I saw that, I mean, I my brain just went straight to Blazing Saddles. Because that's what it was. And the, the scene where they're trying to figure out what... Uh, what Hedley Lamar is up to with hiring all the uh all the ne'er do wells. And you know, they Gene Wilder and uh Clavon Little knock out the KKK guys, take their hoods. It's like they, then when they pull Clavon Little's hood off and oh my It's so dumb that they're actually almost, I swear to God, somebody at the Lincoln Project is doing their best Scooby-Doo impersonation. I would have gotten away with it if it weren't for you meddling kids and your and your dog, Google. I mean, it's so freaking stupid. And it really shows what people like the Lincoln Project who essentially have no more power within the Republican Party because as scary as the idea of the Republican Party becoming entirely populist may be, um, I would rather have the populist than the people who want to continue to grow and expand the government. All right, I'm going to take a quick break and I will be right back. I want to talk to you about Keto Chow. Keto Chow is a small company out of Utah that uses the absolute best ingredients to make the absolute best weight loss products available on the market. Their first goal is flavor. Who wants to drink something as a meal replacer that tastes like crap? Keto Chow understands that this is a hard barrier for a lot of companies to break through, so they have some of the best flavors. Cookies and cream, chocolate, vanilla, real strawberry. These are the best shakes I've ever had. I've been using them for a few months now, and they are amazing. So go to the link in the show notes, check it out. You can search for recipes on how you can use their Keto Chow products to make amazing foods that taste amazing and help with your weight loss goals. KetoChow.xyz. Keto made easy. Drizzly is the leading home alcohol delivery service available. Imagine being able to sit at home and pull up your smartphone and browse your favorite wine beer, spirits, and then have it delivered to your home in as little as one hour. Go to drizzly.com or check out the link in the show notes and start shopping today. Not available in all areas. Please drink responsibly. Drizzly.com. All right, so getting into it, now that I've uh, hit that pesky mute button on my board, yeah, I've had this thing for like a year. You'd think I know how this works by now. It's weird. I said, I got one more, I want to say the creepy storyline area. Um, I'm going to do some, uh, look at some stalkers. Yes, that's right, stalkers. <laughs> Kim said, I need uh, dancing whiskey bottles during the intermission. Uh, you'll just have to imagine those in the head while in your head while the commercials are, are playing. So, Kirsten Cinema has proven to be a much better ally for the GOP in the Senate than I don't know Mitt Romney, Susan Collins, Lisa Murkowski, to the point where okay, you had people following her into a bathroom while she's trying to handle her business 
as possibly a bad choice of words, but it, it, it's gone above and beyond. They harassing her on an airplane while she tried to fly back home. Well, it just gets better. Uh, progressive haters. Oh, this is from uh, Newsbusters, part of a, I believe, a media research council. But, you know, again, Newsbusters. Uh, network silent as lefty thugs harass cinema at a wedding and ruin the ceremony. Uh, progressive haters stepped up their harassment of Kirsten Cinema over the last week, sinking to disgusting levels of destroying the wedding of a couple who invited the moderate Democrat senator to officiate. Wedding took place on Saturday, and the morning and evening show shows on the networks ignored the cruel attack. So this is not today. This was a full week ago. Uh, the AP on Tuesday recounted the hate. Activists protested outside a wedding where U.S. Senator Kirsten Sinema was officiating over the weekend. The latest confrontation between demonstrators and the Arizona Democrat, who opposes key parts of President Joe Biden's social services and climate change package. A video, warning, explicit language, posted to YouTube, shows the bride's mother tearfully pleading with protesters not to disrupt her daughter's wedding, which was held at an outdoor venue, separated by a wall from the public street in Bisbee, Arizona. Several demonstrators yell at the mother until one peacemaker suggests they walk quietly with their signs so the wedding can begin. Yeah, although ABC, CBS, and NBC censored the attempt at ruining a day of happiness all in the names of protesting cinema, they found time for a different wedding. On Wednesday, all three morning shows found time for Tom Hanks crashing a ceremony in Santa Monica. Good Morning America allowed 62 seconds, Today Show 35 seconds, and CBS Mornings 33 seconds. But hey, priorities, right? Uh, it's, one the, it's one of the videos. Uh, the growing alarming pattern of harassment against cinema has resulted in a collective shrug by the networks. In early October, when progressive thugs invaded a bathroom to yell at cinema, there were just a scant 188 seconds of coverage from the network morning and evening shows. ABC skipped it entirely, and on, on October 26th, MSNBC's Brian Williams touted liberal trashing of cinema and a quote, I'm presuming from Brian Williams, uh, dickhead Joe Manchin. Now, imagine if AOC... was officiating a wedding. Or if Ilan Omar decided that she was going to get her, you know, $50 online you know, certificate of or, of ordination from whatever online church so she could do it. And right-wing protesters showed up while they were officiating a wedding. It would be all over the news. As, as much as, you know, traditional media likes to say that we, we do not have any ideological beliefs that would ever cloud the judgment of our reporting or our editorial commentary. I mean, they're a bunch of bald-faced liars. I agree. Kim, let's go. Brandon. Hashtag FGB. Um, what's that? That reminds me. I need, I need to get on. I need to make some Let's Go Brandon shirts. That'd be nice, wouldn't it? But it, it's insane that you know, this is going on. This kind of harassment of a senator. I mean, this reminds me of Jeff Flake when he got, had the illegal alien chick you know, rush into what's supposed to be a secure elevator and stand there and scream in his face. And the left wing was, Oh my God, power to the people! Woo! Or them gloating as Ted and Heidi Cruz are chased out of a restaurant in Washington, D.C. 
They turn a blind eye to Auntie Maxine, saying that if you see these politicians out in public, you need to get up in their faces. It's nuts. Absolutely insane and hypocritical beyond all recognition. So, I don't even know where to leave that other than the fact that because of what side the protesters fall on, they would be more than willing to just ignore I okay, harassing a politician. If you if you want to ignore that because you know the politician goes against your beliefs, or because you don't feel they're standing strongly enough for your beliefs. That's one thing. But the fact that you're not even covering how a wedding was nearly ruined because a bunch of knuckle dragging Idiots were out hooting and hollering because of who was officiating the wedding. You can't even take five minutes and go, all right, come on. We understand your frustration with Senator Cinema, But that was uncalled for. But then again, the uh, whoever organized the hooting and hollering would pull a Lincoln project and not only be unapologetic, they would be gloating. It's like, well, good. I'm glad we ruined that ceremony because of look at who was officiating. <laughs> uh, Kim is speaking my language tonight. Another quote from Empire Records. Records is also fitting. Damn the man. All I can tell you is that it is not April 14th. Therefore, it is not Rex Manning Day. I'm sorry. So say no more. Oh, no more. I could do this all night. All right. So I'm going to go back to the world of COVID, Stan. I would say briefly. But this is interesting. So, Mr. Straight Out of Compton, Ice Cube. Um, he walked away from a movie. Yes, that's right. Why did he walk away from the movie? Vaccine mandates. Uh, this is uh, coming from OutKick. Uh, according to Hollywood Reporter, Ice Cube has dropped out of an upcoming Sony film over the production's vaccine mandate. A July agreement between guilds and studios states that producers have the option, quote, to implement mandatory vaccination policies for cast and crew in Zone A, end quote. An area in which cast and crew work in close proximity on a production-by-production basis. Producers on Oh Hell No made the request that, that cast on the project would need to be vaccinated. THR reports. Now, the film is already pushing back its production start. Uh, Jack Black, who is also in the movie, he injured himself in June uh, filming a gag for the last episode, Conan, but is still attached to the project. Sony is now actively looking to find a replacement for Ice Cube, who walked away from a $9 million payday. Hey, I've had both shots. I'll, I'll go do it for $9 million. I mean, come on. I have zero. I'll I'll do it for one hundred fifty grand. I and beer. I mean, I I work cheap. One hundred fifty grand and all the beer I can drink. You've got me. Come on, Sony. I'm gonna tag you in this episode so you know to look for me. Uh, influential figures are beginning to give up their salaries and speak out against COVID nineteen vaccine mandates. Last week, Floyd Mayweather voiced his support toward uh, Kyrie Irving's decision to remain unvaccinated. Quote, I respect you for having some integrity and being your own man. Mayweather, Mayweather on people choosing against vaccine. Wow. Who edits this stuff? Oh, my God. 
Quote, a free mind makes his own choices, and a slave mind follows the crowd. Ice Cube has not commented publicly on the COVID vaccination, but before blue checks call him a COVID denier or something, remember that Ice Cube advocated strongly for masking during the height of the pandemic. Nevertheless, none of that will matter to Hollywood sidekicks in the press, and online and online will not stand for this type of decision. Uh, Monday, Howard Stern had, had a decision to make. Stern previously named Irving top idiot of the world because of Irving's vaccine status cost him millions. So does Ice Cube now overtake Irving or rise to number two on Stern's list? And see, like I said, I don't know what Ice Cube's vaccine status is. For all I know, he could be 100% vaccinated like I am. And like me, he doesn't think that the vaccine should be forced on people. It should be... You know, it, it should be your choice. If you want it, get it. Because, I mean, seriously, I'm vaccinated. If the vaccine works as they say it does, why am I concerned about people around me who aren't vaccinated? If the vaccine works, I'm good, right? <laughs> uh, Kim says, I guess Ice Cube didn't have a good day. No. That's not at all what happened. He just told Sony, bye, Felicia. End of story. And as I continue on into the world of COVID, Stan, this is a fat, fat article. I'll try to condense it as much as I can, but oof. This is a sermon that will preach. From Fox News. And Bill Maher. A little pregnant pause there. Let, let, let's think about this for a second because I'm getting ready to make y'all agree with Bill Maher or make you realize that Bill Maher is not as completely as insane as we all would like to think. Bill Maher rails against COVID restrictions. It's time to admit the pandemic is over. Uh, the HBO star claimed Friday that red states were a joy to visit these days, while blue states were a pain in the ass because of coronavirus rules. Real-time host Bill Maher railed against ongoing COVID restrictions, declaring the pandemic over. Maher kicked off the show's panel discussion Friday night by expressing relief that Dr. Anthony Fauci has given the green light on Halloween, since it's been Maher's position since the beginning of this. Quote, just resume living. I know some people seem to not want to give up on the wonderful pandemic, but you know what? It's over. There's always going to be a variant. You shouldn't have to wear masks. I should be too. I, I haven't had me with my staff since March of 2020. Why? Also, vaccine, mask, pick one. You've got to pick. You can't make me mask if I've had the vaccine, Mar added. Atlantic staff writer Caitlin Flanagan told Mart she had broken up with COVID after the first year of the pandemic, comparing it to an abusive boyfriend. Quote, and I got the vaccine. I walked out of the CVS. I hadn't been thrilled since coming out of the drugstore since I got the birth control pill in 1981. I've had cancer. I'm triple vaxxed. If it gets me, fair play to it because it will put up a fight against me, but I'm not staying in my house again. Uh, Libertarian Ninja says, watching Bill Maher get red-pilled is my new favorite hobby. Uh, uh, Maher then pressed his guest, Senator Chris Coons, Democrat from Delaware. You know, the guy who, one of the guys who really doesn't care how many times Joe Biden sniffs his kids. Preston since it's the Democrats that keep enforcing COVID restrictions. Quote, I travel in every state now, back on the road, and the red states are a joy, and the blue states are paying the ass for no reason. One of the critical things is being discussed right now, uh, uh, this is a Kuhn's response. Uh, one of the critical things being discussed right now by President Biden, one of the things that we have to recommit ourselves to 
is supporting vaccination around the rest of the world. There's still a lot of countries that are very, very minimally vaccinated because if a variant develops out in the world that is able to defeat the vaccine, we are all the way back to the beginning. So in the United States and most of the Western world, we're ready to be done with this. But we're not done until the world is safe. And we're not safe as a world until the world's vaccinated. And this is one of those things where you stop and go, okay, polio is a very scary illness. Polio was very scary for many, 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 many years. Uh, you can Google polio iron lung and you can find pictures on the interwebs of rooms filled with people on iron lungs from the polios. And even when the sock vaccine came out, even when they were doing the uh, doing the drops on the sugar cube, it still took six years to achieve 54% vaccination rate for the entire United States. Six years. And in less than one year, we got to 80% vaccination rate, or at least having one jab for adults. In less than one year. It's, it's a medical miracle, even with smallpox. How from the time they learned, hey, you know what? You can take a needle with just a smidge of smallpox on it and jab it in somebody's arm repeatedly just to get into the skin. They'll get a slight infection, get over it. Then they, then they won't be, you know, susceptible to smallpox. We've been doing that for 400 years. For 400 years, Doctors wondered in amazement as why milkmaids who would get these weird sores and lesions on their hands from working with cows that, that looked a lot like the sores and lesions you got with smallpox, but they weren't, who were then immune to smallpox because the milkmaids had the cowpox. We've known about this we know about that for over four, for about 400 years. And it wasn't until what the 70s that smallpox was essentially eradicated from the planet. I will tell you this. I last week I got my second Moderna shot. The next day was absolute hell. Just fever, body aches, tired. And and I said the same thing that I, I said after I got my second smallpox vaccination. <laughs> I am not going back for a third. All right, so continue on. Uh, except the world recognizes natural immunity. We don't, Mar pushed back. Because everything in this country has to go through the pharmaceutical companies. Natural immunity is the best kind of immunity. We shouldn't fire people who have natural immunity because they don't get the vaccine. We should hire them, yes. You know, if someone was having tested with antibodies, Coons conceded. Well, okay, but, you know, people who've had it, I've had it. I mean, I shouldn't be tested anymore. I got the vaccine. Then, uh... Caitlin Flanagan interjects, and if someone's willing to be a fireman, someone's willing to be a policeman, someone's willing to go into a burning building and says, I'm just not that afraid of COVID and I don't want to take the vaccine, that should be enough. You shouldn't be losing your job. You shouldn't be furloughed without pay. The guy that saves lives because he doesn't want to take the vaccine, it's ridiculous. And he goes on to talk about what the vaccine is, what the mask is, is what so many people have been saying for so long. That is an amulet. It, you know, it's your little relig religious figurine. It's like, oh, look at this. I subscribe to the science. The science says I should wear the mask. <laughs> and it's, that's really like, 
Sitting here next to me out in the studio, I have a mask that reads 99% ineffective. Because it, it's not a surgical mask. It's not a, you know, N, N95 or KN95. It's just cloth. You know, and you have the people freak out over, over the mask because you know, they, they've gone full golem. Yeah, man, precious. It's like, dude, I get it. It it your name is Linus, that's your security blanket. It's all good, homie. But you know, you don't need to force your security blanket on everybody else. I have said repeatedly, if you want to get the shot, get the shot. But don't come beating down my door trying to force me and my family to do it. My wife's had COVID. And I fully support her decision to not get the jab. Because, again, natural immunity. Even though now she's doing, well, I probably don't have natural immunity anymore. It's like, well, you maybe not as strong of natural immunity as someone who damn near died from it and then recovered. You know, because they had a much stronger immune response to fight off the virus. But you have some protection should you contract it again. But yeah, it's just, you know. HBO started complaining about the messaging regarding COVID. Pointing to people I've seen outside walking alone with the mask. It's so stupid. It's an amulet, you know, a, a charm people wear around the neck that... Wards away evil spirits. It means nothing. I mean, can't we get people to understand the facts more? And this is from a guy who, if he sees you walking with, you know, if you're a Catholic and you happen to be wearing your rosary, he'll say the same thing about your rosaries. Uh, Marwan Slam Democrats over poll that showed 41% of them believed unvaccinated people have over 50% risk of hospitalization. Once actually 0.89%. Adding that's 0.01% for vaccinated people. So really, yeah, the 0.01 is an awfully low number. But 0.89% is not that much bigger statistically. So in both cases, the correct answer is less than 1%. They thought it was over 50. How do people, especially of one party, get such a bad idea? Where did that come from? And Coons went on to reiterate, we frankly shouldn't let up on the urgency of still promoting vaccination. That that we can enjoy reopening our society. And and this is what the statists do. Statists going to state. Well, uh, we here at the state, we have uh, determined that uh, if you all, if you can all rub your belly and pat your head at the same time, you'll be able to do X, Y, and Z. You'll you'll have earned you'll have earned that permission. Um, I don't need permission from the state to go out and enjoy living my life. Now, if I have committed a crime that involved being incarcerated, that's another story. If that's the case, that means I've done something to surrender that right. But being alive and not wanting to wear a mask because I have breathing issues, not wanting to get a shot because maybe I've been vaccine injured, maybe I have religious reasons I don't want to get a shot. Maybe it's just my personal philosophy. I don't want to do it. These are things the state should not have the ability to lock you up in your own home for. Place you on house arrest for being a free citizen. But alas, we have 
allowed that to become the way of life for everything in the last year, last year and a half, two years. And you have so many people who just, you know, please, Daddy, suppress me some more. And if they're not being suppressed in, oh, let me rephrase this. And if you're not being suppressed, then they're obviously not being suppressed enough. So then they need to get the state to suppress you. So that way they have someone to enjoy their suppression with. It's absolutely insane the way some of these people feel about, you know, one wanting the uh, government to run their lives. Um, Austin Peterson, he ran for Senate back in 2018. He was in the primaries for uh, the Libertarian Party for president in 2016. He was questioning the whole post-Libertarian thing, where so many Libertarians kind of... They, they kind of shelved all that personal liberty. Well, you know, uh, uh, you know, you know we, we have to do this. You know, we have to allow the state, blah, blah, blah. Are you a libertarian or are you not? Do you believe that you, as a human being, have more rights, more freedoms, more power than the federal government? If you do, good on you. If you're claiming to be a libertarian and you believe in all that stuff, but kind of like the, I support the Second Amendment, but I'm a libertarian, but. You know, once you throw that but in there, you show that, no, <laughs> you're not really a libertarian. I know that the whole no true Scotsman fallacy comes into play with this. However, it's true in that sense. If you claim to be a libertarian and you're willing to compromise, giving the government more power because, well, I want my freedom, so I'm going to give them power. No, screw the government. Screw their power. It's your freedom. The government has no right to take your freedom from you without due process. You can check it out in the Fifth Amendment, the Fourteenth Amendment, Sixth Amendment, Eighth Amendment. It's all through the Bill of Rights and throughout the amendments of the Constitution. I know we are living in a post-constitutional society. The Constitution's just there. It's wall dressing at the National Archives at this point. Yeah, or this uh, giant behemoth of a government was founded by these documents. Oh, have you tried following the rules set forth in those documents? We have case law. Huh. Weird. So, yeah, our government's gone to hell in a handbasket, and so many people have decided that they just want to go along for the ride. All right, so that's going to wrap up this spooky Halloween show. I know, I didn't do anything fun, like, you know, didn't read any Edgar Allan Poe, I didn't read any H.P. Lovecraft, or anything spooky. But, you know, I, I enjoyed having fun with it. Um, Again, thank you so much for listening. If you care to support the show, please, please, please go to RelentlessDaring.com. At the top of the page, you will see that Donate Here button. Click that, you can set up a one-time or a recurring donation. Or you can go check out RelentlessDaring.com slash shop. And you can check out the merch there. And I'm going to work on some Let's Go Brandon shirts. I just saw that somebody... So somebody wants to get one for his kids, so I'm going to uh, make sure I get some of those available in the next day or two via my suppliers. Again, uh, if you're listening to this show on podcast, 
Please rate and review where you can. If you're listening to this on Apple, it's the same four things every week. You know what I'm going to say. Number one, follow the show or subscribe, whatever the button says now. Number two, please leave that five-star review. I'll accept four, three, three or below. We need to have a talk. After you rate the show, please leave a review. Say something nice. I've been making people mad on the on the interweb, so please say something nice because I'm sure they're going to try to just burn me up on the uh, reviews at some point. It is what it is. But hey, you know what? You can judge a man by his enemies. And finally, please share this episode. Send it to somebody who you think will love this episode. Send it to somebody who you think will absolutely hate this episode, and then you're just going to make them mad at you for the rest of the day. Trust me, it will be worth it to have them mad at you the rest of the day because they listen to me. So please, please thank you again. Share, like, follow, review, blah, 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 blah. All that good stuff. Oh, I think that about does it, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you again for listening to Relentless Daring on Podbean.com and the Podbean app. And as always, stay relentless. This is Relentless Daring on Podbean.com.